trouble came. That's when you could tell the difference because the wise man stood, but the foolish man collapsed under the weight. We are under pressure. I think that pressure is not going to stop whereby storms of are coming. Storms are coming. Friends, if you build your life and your, your choices out of the wise man, friend, even though storms come, you will stand. Hallelujah. Wisdom is important. Um, what's a fool? Because if you, you can, if you have a wise person, then the opposite to that in the Bible differentiates between wise man, foolish man. Often that, that proverb is saying there's a fool and there's a wise man and we make the choice which one we're going to be. So a foolish person is someone who acts unwisely or imprudently. In fact, the Bible even describes them as idiots, silly people, and someone who lacks understanding. Who makes the choice? Were you destined to be a wise person or a fool when you were created? Some of you, I wonder, no. You know, you make the choice which side you're going to be on. So it's so important you get a good handle on wisdom. There was a foolish church in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before uh, your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. You foolish Galatians. So you see, this is how uh, insidious and dangerous wisdom is if you lack it, that a whole church, Paul was trying to get a whole church, the Galatian church were acting like fools because they were getting their wisdom from the wrong place. They were not getting it from the well of God and they needed correction. So you can have a church that's foolish. Just because you're a Christian doesn't put you on the right side of the equation. Just because you come to this church, just because we meet together and sing songs does not put us on the right side of the equation. It's what we interpret as wisdom. Hallelujah. Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you are a Christian, if you are somebody who, who believes, you know, in Jesus Christ, um, you are at the beginning of the journey of wisdom. Wisdom begins with fearing God. The word fear there is to respect, to honor, and to understand this powerful creator, what he is capable of. The scripture even says that he is able to cast the soul down into hell. Anybody want their soul cast down into hell? The beginning of wisdom. You can't have wisdom if you don't start at the beginning. We have a world that hasn't started with the beginning, that God is the source of life, that God is the creator, that he is the one that we should bend our knee to and honor and lift up. You see, we have leaders in our nations who do not honor or respect God. And so therefore they fall on the wrong side of the equation and their choices and their decision-making is coming from the foolish side because they don't begin with the foundational belief. Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. If your life is chaotic in some way, shape, or whatever, you need to check out that maybe your choices that you make in heaven begun with the right foundation that God is the beginning 
of wisdom. When you make choices, even the bigger the choice, the more you need to be mindful of wisdom to make this decision. must begin with me putting God up there. Hallelujah. Wisdom begins with God. You can't have the promises of God. You can't have this promise of eternal life. You can't have the blessings that Jesus said he would bring to those that honor him unless you begin with wisdom. And wisdom is outworked in your choices. Wisdom is outworked in what you do and what you say. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture says, you know, even a fool is counted wise when he shuts his mouth. Because often we can demonstrate that we are fools because of what we say. And so often it's just better to zip that baby up. I wish I learned that. Gets me into trouble. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 4, written by a father trying to tell a son what wisdom was about, and he was telling his son what his father had told him. So Proverbs chapter 4 is a proverb uh, built out of generational wisdom that had been passed down from the lips of Solomon right down through even to now. So when you read Proverbs, you are reading a book that uh, a man cried out to God when God said, I'll give you whatever you want. He said, God, give me wisdom. So Proverbs is written out of someone who was infused with wisdom from God. And here's a dad in Proverbs chapter 4 telling his son what his father told him. See, this is the cool thing. If you use God's wisdom, you have generational power. You have the ability to change the future, to change the generations when you are a wise person. And this is what this one's about. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through to 23. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Verse 21, do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Note the word, keep them within your heart. So here, son, I'm giving you some words. I'm telling you some stuff that was passed down to me that I've found that really does work because I know this stuff is real because I've lived life and I've seen what it can do. And what you've got to do, son, is what I'm saying to you. You've got to put it inside. I'm getting excited. I'm like, I'm like my grandson. He runs before his head's got there. It's not like me. You know, anyway, sorry. Lock it in your heart. And verse 22, for they are life. For they are life. See, wisdom from heaven produces life. Wisdom from heaven produces eternal life. Wisdom from heaven produces abundant life. Wisdom from heaven does not produce death. It does not produce trouble. It does not produce heartache. It doesn't rob you of all the wonders of God. What it does is when you take into your heart wisdom, it will then begin to produce a thing the Bible calls life. I mean, is that good? So I'm taking you somewhere. That's a funny old thing too. Am I talking wisdom to you? I hmm. hope so. Because if it ain't, it ain't going to produce life. But if it does, it will. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. See, wisdom from heaven can make your body healthy. 
That's why the words of Jesus, when we speak them and we proclaim them, that health comes to bodies because life proceeds from the words. That's why those songs we were singing are so important because, friends, you are singing the words of God that will produce health to your body. In fact, not only to your body, that you can speak these words that will put health in other people's bodies. Hallelujah. And then verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. Here's this heart thing again, for everything you do flows from it. So wisdom, the dad is saying, son, here's some really good stuff. If you put it in your life, uh, it's going to produce life. But you've got to put it into a place called your heart. And not only do you have to put it in a place called your heart, you've actually got to guard it that it stays in this place called your heart. See, here's the problem that happens with many of us, is that we get wisdom, we get the Word of God, and we start to infuse it in our heart. But then trouble and heartache and difficulties come, and we tend to lose that stuff out of our heart and replace it with fear and anxiety and worry and whatever else. You see, you've got to guard your heart. Your heart and that scripture is, in fact, the place where your will and emotions are, where your choices are, where your mind is, where your brain processes things. So what it's saying is take wisdom, the word of God, put it in your heart, but guard it. And that's where I fall down. Life happens. Things happen. And, you know, I forget I've got to guard this thing in my heart. But I've learned... As I guard it in my heart, that from my heart flows something. Guard your heart. Now, if I was kindly and generous and I said to Bowen, here, Bowen, in the back pocket, I've got $10,000. I'm going to give you Bowen. Mate, ain't going to happen really, but, you know. What would you do with that 10 grand or 20K? He would be like keeping it safe because he knows it's valuable and he knows what he can do with it. He knows that with that 10 or 20 grand, he can go buy, you know, something of greater value. You see, wisdom is so important that you keep it in your heart because it's highly valuable because it will predict or it will uh, manifest in your future. It's the best investment. It's way better than money. It's way better than money. Wisdom the Word of God needs to be guarded in your heart. Right? It's all kind of basic. The more valuable the treasure, you know, you notice like um, if there are things of higher value, the more value in the world, the more security they'll put around that thing because it's so valuable. Things like the crown jewels or whatever, the security around these things is quite intense because the value is right up there. And see, you will guard what you think is valuable. You will guard what you think is valuable. And if you don't think wisdom from God is valuable, you won't guard it. And here's the problem. You don't understand that it's valuable and what it can do in your life and in the generations around you that will flow from you. Guard your heart. And then it says this. For from it will flow everything you do. What you do comes from what's inside you. What you say, what you do, is a result of what you treasure inside of you. The Bible tells me again that same thing. 
Whatever you do will flow from it. You know when you do something stupid? Am I the only one that has done something stupid? You know? If some of you don't think that, dude, you need to go look in the mirror. Because you have done some stupid things. Where has it come from? Because what's been inside hasn't been good. And it will flow out of you. That's why Paul said, I do the things I don't want to do, but don't do, don't do the things I, I want to. Meaning there was this war inside of him, and part of him was the flesh. See, right? Yeah. Rightio. The word flow, basically its root meaning is like the source of a river. So it's talking about whatever you do will flow out of it, like a river. From you will flow some kind of river that will have come from a source. We were up in uh, Mount Beauty a few weeks ago, went for a hike up to Mount, what was that one? Oh, we were up in, no, no, where were we? We were up in Bright. Did I say Bright? No, see? We were up in Bright, and then we went for a hike up to Mount Buffalo. And man, as we, as we got up, it was absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, and there was this, just a magnificent kind of, you followed the track, followed the river coming down from the mountain. It was just gorgeous. It was beautiful. That river had a source, and the source was the snow on the mountain and the rain that came, right? See, you have a source. You have something within you that will flow out of you and you really have no choice in it. What you have the choice with is what you put in there because it will automatically flow out of you. If you put good things in, bad things will flow out. If you put, uh, sorry, if you put good things in, good things will come out. If you put bad things, right? You've got to understand, you are like a computer. You are like a TV set. Whatever channel you tune into, you know, that's going to influence you. Whatever aspect of your life and what you're allowed to come in is going to come out of you at some point. You know, any smart person will go, you know, well, I should put smart stuff in. I should put good stuff in because, but we forget this profound truth. It says in John chapter 7, verse 38, he who believes in me, notice this, Jesus talking to his uh, to the people, he who believes in me, he who accepts what I says as wisdom, he who is able to discern between all the voices that are going around the world at the moment, he who listens to what comes from the mouth of Jesus. This is for those who can discern the wisdom that comes from the, from the lips of Jesus. He who believes in me. As the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You see, what you take inside will flow out of you. If you are smart enough to take the words of Jesus and put them inside your heart and guard those words like something incredibly value, beyond value. In fact, if you protect those words, it must flow out of you as a thing described as living water. Living water. From your life, everything around you will be affected from what will flow out of you. Everything will be affected if you let the word of God and you guard it within your heart 
From here will flow life, my friends. From here will flow life into your world, into what you do. From here will flow life into your wife and into your family. From here will flow life, life, not death, into the world around us. You see, that's what the light and the darkness is. The world is flowing darkness out of it. But friend, you can flow this incredible thing called living water. And it doesn't just say a river. It says rivers. So to have rivers, you've got to have a powerful source. Do you understand that? You see, the more of him in you, the more you're going to have rivers and not just a river, not just one part of your life is going to have stream, a stream of life. The more you take inside of you what is wisdom, what Jesus says, friend, you're going to have streams flowing everywhere. I mean, you look like you're really inspired by this. Because it's inspiring me. Rivers of life. You know, there's too much death. There's too much stuff going on where just it's like a spirit of death that is destroying our up-and-coming children. That is information that the, the governments and the world is trying to tell them is wise. But in fact, you know what it's doing? It's creating death in them. It's confusing who they are. You see, because the world is trying to put inside our children a foreign source of what they think is wise, but it's not going to bring life, it's going to bring death. That's why if you are a parent, you need to be on guard. Not just for you, friends, but for your children, because your children are the generations that will come from you. But you see, if you're just working on your kids, and you think, yeah, yeah, it's all about my kids, you haven't got the thing right, because you need to get the stream coming from you if you want it to change your children. Amen? You see, from you can flow rivers of living water. I have this cool thing. Um, there's something amazing that I just love. And I see it in my children. I love when I hear in my children say something that I know I put into them when they were young. And yet they can't probably remember, maybe we put it in them, but, and they've said it as their own. On Wednesday night, I was, I was overwhelmed with blessing because my children were on the stage worshipping Jesus. And the thing that got me was, man, God, I'm so thankful that you have helped my kids find you, the living water, the source of life. I was so overwhelmed and thankful. But I know that I've had to have some kind of input in their lives where at points I've had to have the stream flow from me to them. Hallelujah. But it comes, it comes, friends, from being able to guard my heart and kick the rubbish out but put the good stuff in. And I can testify that livers, uh, livers, rivers, livers, rivers, rivers of living water. I mean, I can testify on the other side when I've been a dumbo. You know, that it's not quite the case. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, okay, now this is where I want to get to. What does it mean? How does it come out of you? How does 
this thing flow out of you? How does it happen? What, 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 what? How does it manifest? I'll tell you how it manifests. It manifests out of two things. What you do and what you say. So the rivers of living water will flow out of what you do with your life. Right? And what you say. I want to focus this morning on the rivers of living water flowing out of what you say. The rivers, remember, the rivers of living water can only flow out through the words of Jesus. The, 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 the river of living water can only flow out if you go through the process of guarding your heart and protecting this thing that is highly valuable. If you don't guard it, if it's just in and out, then you'll get a dribble of the river. But if you guard it and you fill it even more, rivers of living water will flow out of you, right? And it comes out in what you say and what you do. And I want to talk this morning about the concept and the incredible opportunity of living water flowing out of your lips that will impact the generations, that will bring life where there is death, that will make things flourish around what your words say. If you're a gardener, you know how important water is. Man, when I came to Yarrawonga, at the tail end of the drought, and uh, she was a dry, barren spot, friends. No offense. You know, I remember seeing a sheep, and I looked at this skinny, scungy-looking thing, and I was thinking, this is a dry and barren land. Then the rains came, and this place flourished because living water, water has life. See, look at your life. Is there a barrenness and a dryness? Or is there a flourishing going on? Because flourishing comes from water, living water. Rightio, what you say matters. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have another one? Amen. Oh, I've got two. Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45. A good man... Out of the good treasure, treasure is valuable. A good man out of the good treasure, treasure is valuable. You've got to watch out, you've got to look after it. Don't treat it and chuck it in the dirt, man. Treasure, you've got to watch. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart inside brings forth good. And an evil man out of evil treasure, out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. See, that's the point. Break it down, it's pretty basic. Good treasure is the wisdom that comes from heaven. Evil is the stuff that's coming out of people who deny who God is. Evil can't produce good. Can't. What you think is treasure is where the abundance of your heart, will, your mouth will speak. What you say what you say comes from your treasure. And it says this in uh, Proverbs 18, 21. Everybody knows this one. The tongue has the power of life or death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. See, whatever you say, you're going to have a feed on the fruit of it. <laughs> whatever you say, 
Because from your treasure, you're going to speak. Whatever you say, friend, that's the fruit you're going to bear. That's the fruit you're going to dine on. If it's good or bad, you're going to have to eat whatever's happening around your life. Because your tongue will produce fruit. You see, if you're dining on garbage, friend, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think you might have some treasure in there that ain't treasure, and that's actually not. And you're dining on trouble in your life and hardship. There are things beyond our choices, I know. There are things that happen that we can't control, but there are stuff that we control that we are responsible for. And what flows from your lips? You're going to have a feed on that. You're going to have fruit. Anybody like rotten fruit? You know, you ever gone, you know, man, you, get, you buy this supposed apple and then you take a big chunk and then it's got a worm and just bruised and blooming garbage and pasty and yuck. You see, because the fruit's yuck. But the opposite is, man, a nectarine or a peach that is just, you know, delicious. You're going to dine on what comes out of your mouth. You've got to understand that. But what comes out of your mouth will come from what you put inside you. Now, Illustration. Do you know that all of you, whether you understand it or not, have called things into existence? See, there's a principle in the Bible that God was able to call into existence creation. You see, his words had this power to bring something out of nothing. And he called into existence what you see today. And you yourself have been made as a person that can call things that don't exist into existence. And you may not even be aware that right now around you there are things that have come into existence because you have spoken those words. I'll give an illustration. Now imagine your words and you go like this. You come to me, you come to Keith. And you say, Keith, you are the most useless pastor on the planet. God has cursed us because you, man, not only are you short and bald and you've got some teeth missing, but friend, you're just a useless pastor. In fact, when I come to church and I listen to you, it makes me cringe inside. I just feel, yeah, when I look at you, man. So your words proceed from your mouth and they come to me. And whether I like it or not, I've got to process that. So you now are having an effect on me. Your words that you have proclaimed out of your mouth, the words that you have spoken out, because you can speak into existence things through your word. Now my day might have been going really, really good. I'm going, man, I'm having a great day. God is so good. And then, kapow! And it's like, my good day would leave. And then I would have to process what you said. And I'm not saying you do this. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to get you to understand about your words. And I'm using this extreme case of what you say can bring life to someone or death. Now, I am responsible for processing those words, but I know what would happen with me. They would get in this head of mine, and they would go around like a concrete mixer. Oh, 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 oh. You know, because that's a builder's analogy. And, um, and, you know, I would be up that night till three or four in the morning, um, um, um. I would go from hating you to, is it true? You know, because you do. See, words have power. You with me? 
See, what would happen is then my brain would process, and I needed to understand something, that do I keep them or do I kick them out? If I let them stay, the power of what you spoke has even more power. Because then what would happen the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day, those words would continue to have creative power within me. Those words would begin to manifest more and more even into my health. Even to the point where I would maybe, because I'm not sleeping, you know, words have power to create. Every word that has come from your mouth, everything that you've ever spoken over someone around you has had power to do something in them. See, that's why the Bible says every idle word that comes from your mouth, you will get judged on. It's not, he's not going to judge you because he wants to be mean to you. He's going to judge you because he's given you something powerful that you are accountable for. Everybody's looking a bit, is this, you know, I think it's good. And I, no way do I think, well, I hope you aren't doing that. But I know I've said some stuff sometimes to some people that I wished I could have pulled those babies back. I know I've said sometimes things, you know, watch what you say to your children, parents. Because you're creating something that doesn't yet exist as you speak into them. You are forming, particularly if they're young. Your words are going in and, and have creative power and are calling into existence something that doesn't yet exist. Amen? Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power, has the power. The tongue has the power. This is wisdom from the throne of God. He's trying to speak wisdom to us. He's trying to say to us, friend, you've got to get it in your head that your words have power. And those who love it will eat it. Speaking is the most amazing gift given to us by God. We are being given a God-like attribute that we can speak life or we can speak death. Right? And it says this in Matthew 12, 36, 37. And I, I, can I just say, I'm not somebody who's got the sust. I'm still on my journey. I'm not as smart as Bowen. No, I'm way smarter than Bowen. Sheesh. Interesting though, that scripture that I gave you has had that profound effect right through to this day. It's not me, it's his word, his word. Profound effect. But I tell you, everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, or by your words you will be condemned. You know, the negative is, friend, the destruction that you can cause with your mouth. But let's swing it around and be positive people and focus on that. You can bring into existence from this day on things that don't yet exist. That you can speak to someone around you and you can cause to come into existence life and not death. That you can speak and living water will be round and uh, anointing your words and they will go like a river of life and they will bring something that will flourish and come into existence in that person. You know, parents, watch what you say when you're grumpy. Anybody watch what you say when you're grumpy. Amen. 
Romans 4, 17. Romans 4, 17. I've made you a father of many nations, talking to Abraham. In the presence, talking of Abraham. In the presence of him whom we believed, God. Abraham was a dude that had faith in God. He believed who God was. He believed what God said. And this is what it says of the one who gives the words. God who gives life to the dead. God who gives life to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as, those, as though they are. And this is what I would like to leave you with this morning. As friend, you can change the world around you, but the key to changing the world around you is there must be this process of you must discern wisdom and foolishness, that you must take wisdom, which is the word of God, because wisdom begins with the fear of law, of God. You've got to take it in your heart, but you've got to protect it. If it just is there today and gone tomorrow, you're, you know, you're just going to have that dribble going on. But if you keep it, if you protect it, and you understand that this thing is powerful treasure, Rivers will flow. And from this day on, family members who don't know God around your world, you can speak. You can declare. You can say and declare God will save them. That God loves them. That Jesus came. You can speak to sickness. And you can call something that isn't as if it is. And it will come into existence if... It's based out of wisdom. I mean, is that good? COVID. Friend, you can kill that thing. Do you know that? We're kind of bowing. We're bowing to this disease, this virus, that we can actually speak death to. We don't understand that this thing can speak death to this thing called the virus. We can say to our town virus, get the heck out, we speak death to you. Well, that's too extreme. Can't do that. Nah. If that's what you think, no, you can't. But I believe what God says. So I've begun this journey of speaking death to the virus. I'm telling that thing, You're getting out of this town. You're not even coming to this church. I'm not being foolish. We are respectful and, and, you know, you notice the things we do. Wash your hands with the whatever. You can speak death or you can speak life. You can speak life to your marriage. You can speak life to your kids. Don't fill them with fear with all the, oh, you know, the devil's coming. Fill them with Jesus and the wonder of the the opportunity their lives are in that they can be people who bring living water to the world around them. I refuse, by the grace of God, your grace, God, because, man, I'm too dumb. You know, we are not to bow. We are not to bow to what's happening around us. We are to stand and conquer and we can declare... And call into existence the life and living rivers rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What?
can come into existence from this moment. See, the baby in that tummy, we called that baby in because the doctors said it ain't coming. We called it in because Jesus is more powerful. He wants you to start calling some stuff. Stop listening to the negative and call the life in. Hallelujah. There's an opportunity for anybody who needs prayer at the end of the service. Greg and Kaz are here. We've missed you. Mostly. No, no. You might need someone to speak something into existence over you this morning. You might need a hand at the end of the service. Come and let us pray for you. Because we will speak and call in God's word for you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. God, bring revelation, bring understanding. Let us understand this powerful position that you have put us in because of who you are. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that there would come discernment in each heart this morning about what needs to get kicked out and of what needs to be guarded. And then, Lord, that what will flow from lips of life that will bring things into existence that your word says are ours. I pray inspiration over the hearers. I speak life in the name of Jesus. And Father, for those that don't know you, if you don't know him this morning, if you are here or if you're listening this morning, friend, invite the living water, the name above every name. Put God where he belongs, above all. Let him be the center. Let him be the source of where your wisdom comes from. You know, flick us a message. Bowen will respond to you. Life has incredible opportunity for you, but it's based out of who God is in you. Hallelujah.